Um, as Curtis said, I'm a uh, financial advisor. I'm uh, a registered investment advisor, an insurance agent, and if that doesn't make you uh, think of me lower than a rattlesnake's belly, I'm also a pastor. <clears throat> I've been in bivocational ministry for about 30 years. Uh, bivocational, by the way, is code for I have two full-time jobs. You're either in ministry or you're not. I said it's kind of like being pregnant. You either are or you're not. You're either creating new life or you're not. One of the two. That's all there is to it. Let me start off this morning with a question. How many of you have ever lied to God and expected Him to believe it? Ever told God that He was Lord of your life? And then went on doing what you wanted to do <clears throat> without asking. <clears throat> you see, to know God, be in a relationship that he calls us to be in, it is to have an intimate relationship with him. Anytime you see the word know, K-N-O-W, that translates to be in an intimate relationship with. And God calls us to be in that relationship. We can't be in that relationship if we have control, that's all there is to it. It's that simple. Paul in 2 Corinthians 13, 5 says, Examine yourselves. See whether you are living in faith. Test yourself. Do you not realize that Jesus Christ is in you? That, <clears throat> that is, unless indeed you fail to meet the test. Test yourselves. The, word, the, the Greek word that's used for test there is a word that uh, says to examine yourself to see if you are unfit. Unfit. Are you unfit to be called a disciple of Christ? You see, the church at Corinth at this time <clears throat> had a lot of people in, in the service coming to church dressed up. They were dressed up like Christians, but they were acting like something else. They were, they were not true disciples, and they were leading other people astray. They were showing people, making people believe that all I had to do was to dress the part. I didn't have to serve the Lord, and then I'd be acceptable. Just dress the part. <coughs> Excuse me. The reason this is important in our finances is that if you're willing to lie to God, you're willing to lie to yourself about where you are. And the only way to get right, and Curtis talked about this, the only way to start is to find balance. First, we have to know exactly where we are before we can proceed from there. So this is important to examine yourself, be honest, understand the reason that you are here, that you are asking God to be Lord of your life, and understand the reason that you desire to put your finances right. If it is just so you can buy something else, it's not going to happen. 
if you are putting your finances right so that you can serve God with all that you have, he will bless that. As long as you're still serving self, you'll serve yourself with your money. I can fool God, I mean, I can fool myself and maybe you about my walk with God, but I can't fool God. I can fool myself about my finances, but I can't fool my balance sheet. So you start out by gathering all of your information. Lay it all out. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Just like you do your sins before God. And that's where we start. That's where we start to build the plan. The second uh, point this morning is to seek guidance. I guess most of you grew up here in the panhandle like I did. And we were taught four things. We all learned that men don't ask for help. Right? Real men don't ask for help. Never help for directions. I'm sure glad my wife's not here. <clears throat> the second thing that we learned was that a strong man reaches down and pulls himself up by his bootstraps. The cowboy's up. The third thing is that you never, never show emotions or weaknesses. And the fourth thing is that you never, never, never let anybody know that you need them. You live life according to those four ways and you'll die a very slow, miserable death. And those around you will suffer twice as much. Proverbs 3, 5 says, <coughs> Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. It doesn't get any clearer than that. Rely not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord. You see, there's the key, and there's the, the stumbling block, if you will. Trust. Trust in the Lord. Because to trust, you have to turn loose. When I was a kid, I uh, grew up in the construction business, and my dad... Uh, we did everything from paint grain elevators to build houses, whatever. I was about nine years old, and Dad had me up on what was called a Bolson swing on the side of a grain elevator, just a, just a one chair. And I was probably about uh, 50 feet up. And the brake released on the winch that was holding me, and it dropped me about uh, 25 feet. It seemed like about 1,000, but about 25 feet. And Dad got it stopped. <clears throat> um, and I had a death grip on that line. And Dad took me back to the top of that grain elevator. And I was crying to get down, not go back up. 
And he kept saying, trust me, trust me, turn loose. I had a piece of, a uh, small piece of sheet metal in my hand that I was putting on the side of that grain elevator. He said, trust me, I won't let you fall. And until I finally released my hands from that swing and went back to work, there was no trust. It was when I turned loose that I began to trust. You can't trust God if you've got your fist closed tight around your money or around anything else. It doesn't matter what you've got your hands around that you are not turning loose of. Trust. <clears throat> James 1, 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea and is driven and tossed by the wind. If you lack wisdom, you know, it just slaps me in the face every time I read that. At what point in life do, do we think that we have the ability to say, I don't lack wisdom. I have it all noted up. If you lack wisdom, let him, ask him who will give to you generously without reproach. But, ask in faith. Asking God for his help with your finances doesn't make you less of a man. Asking God for help in any part of your life does not make you less of a man. It makes you faithful. You are simply doing what God has asked you to do through his scriptures. If you lack wisdom, ask him. And he will make your path straight. My third point this morning is about analysis. It's about the return on our investment. In Luke 14, 27, it says, <coughs> excuse me, whoever does not bear his own cross and comes after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you desires to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost? whether he has enough to complete it or not. Otherwise, when he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it will begin to mock him. <coughs> Analyze the cost. You know, there's a couple things going on in the scriptures. The first is that he's asking you, what are you willing to carry for him? What's your cross? It's not about self-denial. This is about what are you willing to put on your back and to carry for him. The 
cross that he had on his back when he walked was you and I. He carried the weight of the sins of the world. What are you willing to carry? Second part of that is, what's it going to cost you? And are you willing to pay that cost to the end? For me, there's <clears throat> four things that this scripture asks me. What will it cost me to personally be his disciple? Or what will it cost me if I fail to be his disciple? What will it cost my family if I fail to be a disciple with my money? And what part of God's peace will it cost my family if I fail to be a good steward? And what benefit <clears throat> is my stewardship to God? The fourth thing, and I'll close with this. You have to set your goals. We go out there and we work and we play, and we do it without a set of goals. We do it without putting together what we'd like to achieve at the end. We have no map without our goals. Proverbs 24, 27 says, Prepare your work outside. Get everything ready in the field, and after that, build your house. He's laid out a method. Till the ground. Then build the house and maintain it with what you produce. Prepare the work outside. Do what is necessary to find true north. Get your directions. Prepare the field Get rid of the weeds, the debt that you've accumulated without asking him about. Create a plan to, to get rid of that so that you can begin to save and to serve. Reap the harvest. Give to God. Cultivate the field. Reap the harvest. Give to God and others. And if you do that, your house will be built. Let me just close with this. <clears throat> God's blessed me tremendously by allowing me to be here, to be able to speak his word. He's, a, he's blessed me in our business. And part of my ministry is to give back to those who are in need of financial help. So if you'll come to me, if you've got a problem with just setting up a budget, if you've got just 
a question you want to ask, if you need help building a plan, come to me. There's not going to be any cost. That's part of my ministry. If you've got questions about your business, finances, I'll work with you. And I'll do it as long as it takes. If you know somebody, if you know another man that, or woman that needs help, bring them to me. That's what this is all about, folks. It's about helping one another and putting together, using what we've been hearing for the past six or seven weeks. Knowledge is worthless if it's not used. I find that most people don't come to a financial advisor for one of two reasons. They think they can't afford it and that only wealthy people need it. Those are both a myth. All of us need help. Seek guidance. So there's the offer out there. I'd like to work with you, help you any way I can, pray with you over it. Uh, again, I praise you. Let's close in prayer this morning. Father, I just praise you so much. I just, I'm just in awe, Lord, that you've allowed us to come together in this group of men that has here for one purpose, to honor you. I pray, Father, that you bless each life, that you fill each person with your peace and with your guidance and your strength and wisdom, and that, Lord, that we go from here today, that we go from here filled with your love. May we truly show that to those around us. And Father, Father, may we be faithful in what you've allowed us to use. In Jesus' name.